I need three hands. <laughs> All right, good morning, or good afternoon. Who's, who has a full belly now? Seven of you. All right, so you have permission to fall asleep. Everybody else, you got to stay with me, okay? Um, I don't want to say tonight, but it's the afternoon. <laughs> so this afternoon, here I go. <laughs> I just want to speak from the heart. It's, it's up. I just have a, have a black screen. You're good. <laughs> um, and I want to talk to you about some passages, passages of Scripture that my mind has been dwelling on for a long time. And to start it out, we're going to go to 2 Timothy chapter 2. And we'll start in verse 1, but that third 2 is because of verse 2. I'm going to read it first, and then we'll kind of break it down a little bit. It says in verse 1 of chapter 2, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace of, that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. The hardworking farmer must be first to partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ... of the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel, Amen. for which I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even to the point of chains. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I endure all things for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Pastor Darren said that uh, I have endured some hardship. Uh, by the way, I'm flying by the seat of my pants up here because I can't see my notes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> says in verse 1, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And in verse 2, And the things that, you, thou, hast that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall not be able to teach, who shall be able to teach others also. I love the fact that Pastor Darren spoke on um, the body of Christ and everybody having a purpose this morning. 
And, you know, you heard me say that I'm the, I'm the 10% of our marriage and my wife is the 90%. I am the pinky toe or the appendix, okay? And, uh, but I want to encourage you, those of you that have silver hair, you guys have had a lot of life before you. And I pray you have a lot of life left in you. And I encourage you to find somebody that's younger than you and speak life into them and walk beside them. So they, in turn, when they get silver hair, you know, I'm getting there, I'm getting close. We can do the very same thing also. And that's our desire in the Ivory Coast. As I said this morning, we want to come alongside pastors and do life together with them. And we want to walk with them and mentor them and disciple them and see their faith grow so they in turn can go out and do the very same thing. Seeing people meet Jesus, seeing churches planted, seeing whole communities turn to Jesus. Over lunch, we were talking about what you guys want to do with this church. And he said this intersection right here is the center, the very center of Harris County. Is that right? And the demographic of the church here is not the same demographic that is out there. I got a hard question for you. What are you going to do about it? I want, I want you guys to ponder that, okay? And this is where my mind goes constantly. My mind is a wanderer. I wonder what could be. I wonder how we are going to get the job done. I wonder what the job is going to look like 10 years from now. And I also wonder about different solutions to get there. Continuing on in verse 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Paul is writing to Timothy as he is in Ephesus. And if you know anything about Ephesus, it is, I'm going to call it the Las Vegas of Asia Minor. Is that about right? The Las Vegas of Asia Minor. So he is telling Timothy, it's like, hey, you're going to see some difficult stuff. You're going to endure some difficult things. And he says, endure it. Just like a good, good soldier. My mind goes back to May of 2009. It was the war in Afghanistan. A platoon of, of I think it was army, came under attack. And the call went out, you know, battle stations. And there was a soldier in his bunk. Whoops. I'll just move it up. In his bunk. And he ran to his battle station in pink boxer shorts. Because his platoon was enduring hardness. But backing it up, it says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. 
the soldier did exactly what it took to get the job done and not really thinking about, you know, the affairs of his own life. It said in the news article that he feared for losing his job and the, uh, who's the guy that's in charge of all the military? Um, the defense, the, there you go, Secretary of Defense. That, that completely skipped my mind. But the Secretary of Defense said, hey, your job is secure. You know, we're glad that you went to the battlefield. But uh, as for us, though, as Darren said, we've seen some stuff. Um, in Congo, when I was a little boy, we were going to a village that was two, two days' drive away from Kinshasa, which is the capital of Congo. And when we were in the forest, our truck broke down, and we were there for two nights and three days. And during those two nights and three days, a family kept walking back and forth to their farm. And they, on the third day, they stopped and they gave me uh, a couple ears of corn and some cassava. And I was blown away by their compassion. This family that had absolutely nothing. And they were willing to give it away to somebody who clearly was not in, in need, per se. But their compassion didn't, didn't stop them there. My dad and myself continued on to the village that we were supposed to uh, minister to. And there had been a missionary there 30 years before we got there. And that missionary buried four children in that village. One at one year old, one at one month old, one at one week old, and one at one day old. I don't care if you're from Houston or, sorry, North Texas. But just so you know, North Texas and Houston, Kansas, Missouri, same thing. <laughs> but I don't care if you're from Houston or Congo or Ivory Coast. If you've been around for any length of time, you've seen some things. You've endured hardship In 2002, anybody remember what happened in 2002? This is a pop quiz. Not in 2002, that was 2001. This is pop quiz from this morning. 2002, I ended, in, I ended up in Ivory Coast after graduating Bible college. A war broke out three months after I got there, and I had to return. The war that started in Ivory Coast started in my town. And I remember in one evening, grenades going off in front of the house and tracer bullets going over the house. I know of missionaries that sat in the very innermost bathroom of their house because their house was full of bullet holes. 
And I know in North Texas, you don't know anything about snow that much. Sorry, South Texas. But you know when you drive down the road and the snow's kind of blowing behind your car or blowing behind the car in front of you, the sand was doing that in my town because nobody had left their houses for eight days. It was a ghost town. I can tell you of missionaries that have lost children because of malaria. Something that we don't really face except in the deep south of of America. And they kept going. Sarah can tell you about times when she clandestinely had to get herself into a, a uh, building where they were holding secret services for Chinese Christians. Was it teaching? Yeah, teaching classes. And it wasn't because of her safety, but it was because of the safety of the Chinese. It's like the most that the Chinese government would do to an American is like, say, your visa's revoked, you leave tomorrow. But to a Chinese citizen, they can put him in prison and they can torture him and do whatever they want with him. All for the, just because they believe in the name of Jesus. So hardship is one thing that we have endured and we will endure. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. We need to remember that we live by a set of rules. And we can't just grease the palm of any hand to get something done. We need to magnify Christ in everything that we do. So at the end of our journey at the end of our race we're crowned and he says welcome home and well done thy good and faithful servant the husbandman the husbandman that laboreth must be first partaker of the first fruits of the of the fruits i think of ivory coast um, and the pastors that are, I pray, are waiting for us to get there. Waiting for us to teach them how to sustain life. You know, and of course, this is not the only answer in order to sustain life. This is just one answer. And we want them to be able to, to feed their families before they begin to give things away. Consider what I say, and the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Remember that Jesus Christ of the seed of David was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Remember Jesus. Have you guys dwelt on what Jesus has done for you lately? 
I don't see her in here. But the lady that sang this morning, it's like sometimes I just want to praise you. And oh, there you are. <laughs> sometimes I just want to praise Jesus and not ask him for anything. My mind dwells on Isaiah 42, 5, where it says it's, it's he that gives breath in our lungs. That in and out, that snoring that some of you are doing right now, you know, that is God-given. In Hebrews 12, 2, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. My wife asks me often, why do you want to go to Ivory Coast? Why? Well, sorry, you, you've stopped asking recently. <laughs> it's usually during those moments of discouragement. But uh, she would ask, why do you want to go to Ivory Coast? And I feel compelled Amen. by the gospel of Jesus to go. I don't know about you, but when I look out at a congregation like this, it's like there's not that many people, you know, jumping up and down and saying, here am I, send me, Lord. And I'm chomping at the bit and jumping up and down like my five-year-old who I can't slow down. It's like, here am I, send me, Lord. Wherein I suffer trouble as an evildoer, even unto bonds, but the word of God is not bound. You guys ever been reprimanded for doing something good? Those days are coming. Those days are coming. I like what your, your uh, picture up here, branching out. Unless you are rooted in the gospel and in your faith in Jesus Christ, you're not going to be able to stand. Therefore, I endure all things for the elect's sake. Killed it. There it is. Okay. Therefore I endure all things for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. If you guys remember the slide this morning that said life together, whether it was a good time, a wedding, a bad time, a funeral, or just a training moment. We want to do life together with the Ivorians. Knowing that, so they know that they are loved. Sarah and I have talked about it. Like, if there comes a point in time when there is a war, 
in Ivory Coast again. If we are not feeling that like we are in danger, we are going to stay. And yes, we are taking our children with us. That's a question we get asked often. It's like, are you taking your children? Yes, we are. But we want them to know. We want the Ivorians to know that we love them more than our own lives. And those of you who have children in this room, you know the weight of caring for a child. And we see that God has our children in the palm of his hands. And he loves them more than we could ever love them. And so they will be right there alongside us through thick and thin, through good times and bad times. And as it says in 2 Timothy 2, 2, we will be training them so when the day comes, they can train others also. Our children are our first priority, no doubt. But we also want them to see us serving a living God in a tangible way. Not just with lip service, but with actions. I ask you again to pray for us. We've been staying at my brother-in-law's house this last week in North Texas. <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't get over that. <laughs> but, uh, and I, Sarah kept asking, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And my answer was, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And the weight that I carry, not only to care for my family, but to prepare us for France, prepare us for Ivory Coast. <sighs> to lean not on my own understanding is hard sometimes. But yet it's also those, those things that are out of my hands. Like we've prepared for our appointment on Monday with the French consulate for our French visas. And it's in their hands now whether they say yes or no to our visas. And so I'm stressing out over nothing, if you will. You know, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, give thanks. Pray for our girls. Our number one prayer request is for the salvation of our girls. Pray for their transition. It's like they're going to be thrown into French school and having very few words in French, even though Lucy may think she speaks French. Uh, it's pretty funny. But uh, 
pray for the pastors and their families in Ivory Coast. As we are still just over a little, a little over a year away from arriving there. Pray that they would see the, the benefit of trying to, or training to sustain their own families so they can stay in the, in the ministry. And I was talking with Darren at lunch today and uh, we will be praying for you guys. You have a building program launching and it's still in the planning stages. You have a vision to reach your community. I pray it's so. I pray God uses you in a mighty way so that these pews are filled and that these altars are filled and that people are meeting Jesus. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we give you praise today. We praise you that we are free to speak your name without fear. We praise you that you give breath to our lungs. And we thank you, Father, that you gave your Son to save us and give us life abundant and an eternal life with you. May we be reminded that we are to pass on what we have to faithful men so they in turn can train others also. May we be reminded that we need to endure as good soldiers. And may we, may we be reminded that we should not be entangled in the affairs of this life, but focused on you, focused on the job at hand, and may we remember Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And may we preach his name freely while we still can. In Jesus' name, amen.